Hello, this is DJ Lapcat with La Danza Poetica, made for Grovalization and Humorous Grace. This is a very special edition of La Danza Poetica dedicated to the life, work and voice of Rimbana. Rimbana passed away on the 24th of March after a long battle with cancer. Despite being diagnosed in 2009, the iconic Palestinian singer and activist continued to work and to speak for the rights of the people of Palestine and to create extraordinary works of art right to the end, even after she was told that she would lose her voice, her connection with her art. On the day she left us, her final album was finished, a conceptual artwork blending rims defiant poetry, her medical scans, her voice, with Checkpoint 303's multi-layered electronic beats, and Buga Veseltov's emotional piano improvisation. The album Voice of Resistance was released on the 20th of April and it's an extraordinary document, an affecting and inspirational work from an artist whose voice will never be silenced, who will remain timeless. So it's rare for me to do this but this month I wanted to pay full tribute to a woman who's inspired me for many years. I spoke to Moshe from Checkpoint 303 across a sketchy Skype connection. I've woven his thoughts about this album and his own work within this mix of tracks from Voice of Resistance and pieces of Rim's work from across the years, as well as the poetry of Sihir Hamad, Rafif Siadeh, and Mahmoud Dawish. Some more music from Brian Eno working with Trio Jobran and Checkpoint 303, their work with the poets of Ikrit. This is an extended edition of the show and this is not a linear interview. Sometimes Misha will be speaking of the new album but we'll be listening to Rim's voice from many years ago. I wanted this to be a mix that simply immersed us in Rim's world for as long as it felt right. It's a tribute. I hope I've done some justice to this important voice of resistance. So, La Danza Poetica, number 63, Rim Banner. It felt like it was like on a mission working on this because um, we knew we were racing against time um, and also this was such an important project so we wanted it also to be to work out and be exactly the way Reem wanted it to be um, and then of course um, we finished the mixes um, on the 24th which is uh, the day unfortunately the day she passed out and uh, left us 
Um, so, um, so it was a weird experience because after that we still had we were still working on, on the album and on the cover and doing things, and it was very, yes, it's on, on one hand it felt like pointless, but on the other hand it it felt that it was really important that we get this done the way she wanted it to be because she put so much effort and so much energy last year to to actually make sure this album actually happens, um, and so. Um, so yeah, it turned into a mission in a way that we really wanted this to, to, uh, to be the way she would have liked it to be. La danza poetica. Yawma sarat lughat al-samt. Sakatat al-aghani kulluha. Lakinni. لم أفقد موجا ينبض في الوتر أسمعه كل ليلة ينطفض في عنقي إيقاعا كالنشيد ينذر بارتقاء لوهج وهج الروح في بحة الصوت وتتساقط الحناجر الصدئة مفتوح على الله لا ريح توصده ولا ضعفي
Opening with the language of silence and the last chord from Voice of Resistance. The idea of this album came after Rim was told in 2015 that her vocal cords were partially paralysed and she could no longer sing. Along with Eric Hillestad and Moshe, she decided to experiment, to remix data from her medical files, converting them into sounds to which Rim would then recite and whenever possible sing her own poems describing her resistance and her struggle. I think she, um, because she's such a fighter, um, it's, it's, everybody thought, you know, because she's been fighting cancer for so long, um, and somehow everybody believed that she's going to be winning the fight um, every day and all the time. Um, and so even to the very end, because she wanted to do this so badly and because she felt it was really important, um, and she... Um, was initially planning only to recite some of the poetry and the lyrics that she had written, but with a little bit of encouragement, she actually managed to um, to sing one song entirely, and then uh, also for some of the other tracks, she added some backing vocals where she would also, she would also sing some melodies here and there. Um, so that was per se something like sort of a victory because her her voice um, was very much affected, but she 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 managed to do this through long days of recordings. And it was actually when she traveled back then afterwards, back to Palestine, where things accelerated and uh, a few weeks later she was in hospital and yeah, and, and then, uh, then she left us. This is the thing I think that I found just listening to it then. There is such an immense power in her and even in her voice. You know, some of the things that she's saying that about like fighting against the sickness of the cells is like I'm fighting against the occupation. She's an extraordinary voice for Palestine. Absolutely. I think people will be able to connect to this in different ways, on different levels also, because shes it's also her personal struggle against um, the sickness and against cancer. Um, and so there's, there's a strong will for life and there's a strong um, optimism. Um, and she, she somehow um, had this strong belief that um, she will be able to... Um, um, to to continue singing and to continue being who she is and being the artist that she is and continue speaking up for her uh, homeland Palestine um, and so I think her struggle against cancer got became very much um, one with her um, struggle for um, the freedom and for uh, the end of a legal occupation of uh, Palestine so it, she became an icon in that sense both in terms of her struggle um, as a person suffering from cancer, but also as a Palestinian. Yeah, I mean, she's relating the two all the way through. Reading the poetry and listening to her about her voice, and she's always sort of had that um, focus on voice as resistance. Mm -hmm. 
and not being silenced. This yes. a lot of really beautiful poetry in there about the the vocal cords. So, because that was obviously she was losing her voice literally. Yes, I think there's something very autobiographical about this album. It's, it's just really the lyrics that are really telling her story. I think most of the lyrics also were words and, and poems that she wrote and published on her Facebook page over the last year or so. And then she collected some of them and you re reworked them um, to become the, uh, the, the, the poems of the album. Uh, but it, it really expresses the fact that this was really pure and authentic expressions of how she felt um, and her aspirations um, over the last uh, year and a half or so. On one of the tracks, um, there's some samples that I, that I used of her where she was explaining that it was um, more difficult for her to find out that she was losing her voice than actually hearing that she had uh, cancer. If you um, go through the lyrics of the album, um, she wrote all the lyrics, all the poems, uh, just but one. And the only one that she did not write is the only one um, where is not so optimistic and there's some sort of, uh, it's the one called um, Unable um, and it talks about her not be, being unable to sing um, but it's sort of, a, it's, it seems more melancholic and a little more um, uh, battled and uh, maybe uh, weaker than the others and, and so actually when I was listening to the lyrics and going through them I said, ah, okay, there so, so she is showing maybe on one track some weakness and she's like being open about this. But then when I went to check, it wasn't even her lyrics. So basically the only, the only one where it's a little bit weaker in terms of like optimism and strength and power and so on is the only lyric, uh, only poem that she did not write. Uh, all the rest are sort of strong, defined, powerful till the very end. We're listening to Rim singing live in 2011 from the TEDx Ramallah. You can find that on YouTube. A beautiful a cappella performance. You're listening to La Danza Poetica with DJ Lapcat. A special tribute this month to Rimbana. Hobi Wesseltofts, um, since there's Norwegian jazz pianist, um, he um, 
the idea at some point was that he'll come along and, and, and improvise um, on these uh, tracks. He heard a, 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 a first version of the tracks without the, the piano and then he, he did some improvisation and he had some ideas for some um, subtle melodies and so on. Um, and originally we thought that I might maybe take those recordings and completely tweak them and uh, mash them up and turn them into some something else um, just for it to, to, to stay completely electronic crazy and uh, medical files and like to create this sort of a uh, soundscape um, that would be homogeneous but when we to the to what he played it, it seemed more interesting to keep them as warm sounding and organic and natural as he played them as a contrast to the rest of the sounds yeah, I mean, in a way, it's a really emotional note in the whole thing. It, it's like the clear voice of the piano. It's very yes. uh, affecting. Yogi yeah. Wesseltoft um, worked with Rim on her previous album too, so they know each other very well. Um, and I think it was very important for her um, to uh, to have him be part of this uh, this project, and I think his his input was amazing. Yeah, yeah. There's it's really beautiful play. For, for many people. Uh, the fact that she also passed away on the 24th of March. Um, right now there's a lot of people that um, have also, um, either they are listening to her music and want to find out more about her, people that didn't know her maybe, that now have discovered what a wonderful uh, person she was and what a wonderful artist and what a wonderful and amazing activist she was. So, um, so yes, I think um, she wanted this to be an important album, and I, it's, um, I feel very sad in a way that she is not here to witness um, all the interest and um, that people have and are showing for 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 this CD. of Resistance album, My Dream Road of Roses. This track is Musha converting scans of Rim's chest into music and rhythm, along with Bouguer's piano and Rim's poetry, in which she says, whenever life becomes harsh, my heart will widen. I'd like to play a poem now from another poet, a daughter of Palestine, Suhir Hamad. She is the daughter of Palestinian refugees living in America. Poet, author, playwright and political activist. A beautiful poem called Wind Break Her. Thank you. 
her. Feruz, turquoise, dawn, ears, ring, voice, diwan, Detroit, divine. Smokeful lips fall on back, dial back. Museum, Meza, Sabra, Jordan, Black, June in Jerusalem. Bi'albek, almonds, coffee, darwish, the 80s, the ground, the zero, sublet in Brooklyn, air so thick, beat hung there. Hips reflected the breath. Someone was drumming to accompany the dying and the living. Somewhere far and somewhere close. A sweeping, find shelter in a cross. A reckoning, find none at all. People looking to be seen, even if the last moments, even if afterlife. Last fall, her birthday, I ask my homegirl what she wants. Bi'albek, she leaps to fall in love. I offer earrings, and we kiss the Beirut sky. Color of bruised healing. Kiss it born, kiss it ill, kiss it youth, kiss it prison, kiss it collective, kiss it punishment, kiss it viral, kiss it infected, kiss it missing, kiss it childhood, kiss it water, kiss it dignity, kiss it burning, kiss it alone, kiss it so alone, kiss it, kiss it. Habibi wants the moon, but the moon is far away. A city in exile, bi'albi ananad. Curl of flame, jeweled arms, flash smile, flash flesh, perfect cut, damaged tapestry, vintage design with no weapons, dress to kill. It means you don't die from the powerlessness of it, from the leap to fall in love, from believing in rebuilding. first became really aware of Rimbana, like possibly many others outside the Arab world, on the 2003 album Lullabies from the Axis of Evil. And at the time I also realized I'd had one of her albums for children, an album called Mukhagat, for many years. Then her album The Mirrors of My Soul dedicated to Palestinian prisoners in Israeli prisons in 2005. Many more albums since, up to the incredible revelation of ecstasy and rebellion, which I featured on La Danza Poetica previously. An album that traces the spirit of resistance in Arabic mystic poems from ancient to modern times. So since that first discovery, her interpretations of traditional Palestinian songs, her passionate curation of the culture of her country and the importance of telling its story, and her soulful, rich and tuneful voice have been great inspirations to me. Rimbana followed her mother's footsteps into poetry and songwriting from an early age. Her mother is the poet and actress Zohaira Sabah, Rimbana united Palestinian people from different faiths and political stances. 
she amplified the voice of the Palestinian struggle across the world. In this, she's a powerful example of how poets can, through linking between tradition and today, bring people together and encourage those who don't want to listen, to listen. Palestinian culture is literally under siege, denied and erased by deadly force. Rimbana, as a voice for Palestinian culture and the freedom, has done so much and will continue to do so much because we'll continue to listen to her. Jerusalem from the album The Ikrit Files, voices from the destroyed Palestinian village of Ikrit, deconstructed and remixed, poets singing ancient songs on lost land, an ode to resistance and the quest for justice. Following we will hear Rim's song A Time to Cry from the 2010 recording a Time to Cry, Lament Over Jerusalem. Recorded in Rafik Al-Kurd's 90-year-old home in Jerusalem, the time threatened with expelling by the Israeli authorities. Difficult. 
We've known each other for quite some time. I think the first time we met in person was, um, I think, back in 2011 or 12. There was a, we were invited on a TV show in Tunisia. Uh, and then we met a number, a number of occasions. Um, and I think back in 2013 or 14, we met at a festival in Norway, uh, the Red Zone Festival. And I, I, I believe she, she was the reason we were invited too, because she talked to the organizers about uh, Checkpoint 303. And so we were invited, and then we had some discussion with her about um, possible opportunities to collaborate, and so uh, this was as uh, back in 2015, yeah. And on two th in 2015, she actually collaborated with us indirectly on the ICRID files because she was helping out the uh, the team from Norway that were doing the recordings in the village of ICRID with the um, um, the uh, old women singers that they were that they recorded, and she was helping them. Um, out with these recordings, um, so that was the first indirect collaboration. The Ikrit Files, of course, is the extraordinary album with the, the poets from the the village. Has there been a really positive impact from that, from that recording? How do you feel about that, looking back at that now? Yeah, I think it was an, an amazing um, experience and a very uh, challenging and interesting um, album. Uh, these amazing singers that were all over 80 or 85 years of age um, that carry within them the history um, of the village Ikrit and of the Nakba and what happened in, in 1948 in Palestine. And so I think it's because it was um, mainly electronica and experimental music uh, combined with these um, um, old traditional Palestinian songs, it somehow brought the message out to a broader audience of people who might have not have been interested in, um, in Palestinian um, heritage um, and in the history of what happened in Palestine. So it somehow it was a nice mix, of, I think, of um, um, yes, um, electronics and um, and poetry. Uh, song, traditional songs, um, um, bringing them together and, and, and bringing them out to a wider audience. So, yeah, I'm very pleased about that album. Thank you. 
بقي غير شوية حجار وياسمين تعربش على حيطان القدس بيوت وشوارع La danse poétique. I believe that it's the poets and the stories that are going to get, you know, the message out to, to wider people. It's kind of a belief that I've always had, but I think that that album's a really amazing example of that. That it's accessible. In, as a listening experience because of your music. Absolutely. It's the stories and the kind of musicality of the poetry that I believe will get yes. the message out to people because they can connect with it on a you know a really fundamental emotional way. Exactly, that's you. I think that's, that's precisely what we're trying to do. I think from the music of Checkpoint 303, um, we 
tried to have um, to create um, an atmosphere that is both aesthetically pleasing and that can be very upbeat and on some occasions and maybe some people feel like dancing to but at the same time the uh, the underlying story or the elements of the samples the the field recordings we use um, tell of a reality of, of, of injustice um, and of occupation and I think people can listen to this music in different ways. You might just like the drum and bass or like um, the break beats we're using and uh, the electronica, and that's also fine. Uh, you might like that music and then get curious to know what's what's the message behind or what are the samples we're listening to, and then you go and find out, find out more. Um, or maybe um, you're there because you you, you like um, the, uh, the now and again Arabic um, elements that come in. Up either from the percussions or from some old um, instruments uh, playing on the, on the music. So it's, it's, a, it's a mixture of things. And, and I think people listen to the music because they're attracted to potentially different things. Um, but also, at the end of the day, you need to also, you know, of course you have a message, but you want to perform music that you like performing. Uh, and I am very much into electronic music and into drum bass and break beats. So, so that's the type of music that I would like to that I like to listen to myself. So, um, so, so we combine these different things into, uh, yeah, into a soundscape um, that we. La Danza Poetica. We're listening to the voice of Moshe from Checkpoint 303 through this mix of works from the new album The Voice of Resistance, Rimbana. Some of her previous work and other poets and musicians from Palestine. Deadly Music and My Songs Will Sound from the Squares. The two tracks coming up now from the Voice of Resistance album. Then we'll go back again to the 2013 album Revelation of Ecstasy and Rebellion, interpreting Mahmoud Darwish's poem The Trace of the Butterfly. And then further back to Rim's 2006 album This Was Not My Story, the title track, interpreting a poem by her mother Zuhara Sabah. Yeah. 
to the electrical mechanical sounds that works with her voice in a really interesting way. And I was reading your description of how you did that and it sounds a bit like magic to me. Yes, well there is, uh, the, the technique is called data sonification. And so basically you can more or less technically transform any type of form of data into sound, obviously. Um, and so for this album, I use two or three techniques. Um, one of them is just straightforward transformation of images into uh, MIDI files. So we take the image, for example, a 2D scan of a throat or a 2D scan of a chest or of a heart using, for example, PET imaging or X-ray, which is a CAT scan, for example, a CT scan. And those images um, then get transformed into, into a two-dimensional uh, MIDI file. Um, and then afterwards, of course, you can process and you can also select some scales and like do a number of, um, of, um, of processes afterwards that you can apply to those uh, MIDI files to get the sound that you want and choose, the, the, of course, the, uh, the instruments you want to use for it. So, so that, is, that is one way. And of course, in some of the tracks, we uh, had those images of, for example, of her throat, because that was a symbolic um, scan uh, because of her vocal cords um, uh, and because of the fact that she couldn't sing anymore. And we'd use those images of her throat and I'd loop those, so there'd be loops of those throats all through the song. And then we'd choose a number of, of instruments that would make um, either a drone sound or a texture or some sort of pads. Um, but so basically we would manage to get sounds of her throat or of her chest or of her heart, for example, or even like a cross-sectional image of her brain that would be turned into sounds and music. So this is also the idea that we came up with talking with Reem about um, how can we change and transform her, her body um, data 
uh, actually into sounds and music that she would be uh, singing to and singing poetry to. So um, this is one technique. Um, another thing we used is uh, simply uh, transforming the, um, the uh, RGB, so the, the uh, values of these pixels of these images into a, into a series of, of, of data that we then uh, transform into um, a frequency range that can be heard, so that's frequency modulations. And some of this gives you sounds um, with some effects on it that sounded very much like listening to cells, like, like a bubbling sound of, of, of ongoing um, like cellular or body or organic activity. And she liked this a lot because she used to say that some, some, one way she had of coping with cancer um, was by trying to talk to these cancerous cells and tell them that she's not complaining and tell them that she, they, they need to obey her and that she's the boss, um, what she told us. And so basically by turning these diagnostics for cancer um, into these bubbling sounds of cancerous cells talking, uh, she would then sing her poetry on top of that. And, and it would be one way of um, sort of as if she's trying to like um, domesticate them or like um, keep them under control. So she was singing to her body in a way. Speaking of, of poetry, I think just one thing that maybe is worth mentioning also is that the um, the lyrics, the poems in this album that Rim wrote, the English English version of these uh, poems that you find in the in the booklet of the CD, um, are um, translated by her mother Zohera Saber, who's a who's a poet, who's a poet, well-known poet in, in Palestine, um, and she did the, the also the English translations um, of this poetry. So it's very much sort of a a family thing and the, and the fact that it's her mother, uh, I think that that translated it is also um, has also so an important um, dimension in terms of also a mother and daughter relationship somehow. Um, and um, yeah, I this this also meant probably also a lot to read that her mother was also involved um, in this project. Um, and uh, yes, maybe even someday Irene's daughter will follow her step. أثر الفراشة لا يرى أثر الفراشة لا يزول هو جاذبية غامض يستدرج المعنى ويرحل حين يتضح السبيل هو خفة الأبدي شامة في الضوء تومئ حين يرشدنا إلى الكلمات باطننا الدليل 
هو مثل أغنية تحاول أن تقول وتكتفي بالاقتباس من الظلال ولا تقول هو شامة في حين يرشدنا إلى الكلمات باطننا الدليل هو مثل أغنية تحاول أن تقول وتكتفي بالاقتباس من الظلال ولا تقول لا يرى أثر الفراشة لا يزول هو جاذبية غامض يستدرج المعنى ويرحل حين يتضح السبيل هو خفة الأبدي في اليوم أشواق إلى أعلى وإشراق جميل And a symbol for um, for resistance in all its forms, um, and it seems like also her passing away has even amplified this image. And um, she's really seen as a, as a true um, symbol for resistance against all forms of injustice, including um, illegal occupation uh, that Israel is doing in Palestine, um, the illegal settlements, and also um, all the intolerable and um, very very frustrating. Um, um, attitude that the uh, um, they're killing innocent uh, civilians that are just demonstrating in peace. So there's there's a lot of there's a lot of anger and there's a lot of uh, frustration, a lot of misunderstanding going on um, on all sides. Um, and it's true that today maybe um, art and culture um, can be um, one way to 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 address these things, um, raise international awareness um, about uh, what is happening. 
I think the voices of, of poets and singers are really important for that because they can reach people outside of the, you know, the kind of polarized politics that people have, um, which, you know, I feel like in many countries is getting more and more polarized. People are, are switching off from alternative views, which is troubling. Um, which is where I think storytellers and, and poets are so important because that's where you sort of feel the empathy for people. Absolutely. That's where the human uh, perspective comes in. It's um, You stop seeing things as just news and numbers on, on, on a TV channel telling you about the number of people that have died and, and, and that, that turns us into like meaningless numbers. Whereas if you connect with people on a, on a human level, uh, if you're touched by poetry, spoken word, um, and interacting, hearing the stories of people, that's that's where you realize um, the uh, the dramatic aspect of all of these things.
music. Um, of course, a lot of people already listen to it, and the new album they will also listen to it in the Arab world and in Palestine. But that I felt it was really important that um, the album um, is listened to in, in many other countries uh, outside the Arab world. And I think um, with the production uh, of this album and the fact that it uses um, electronic music combined with the jazz, piano, improvisation and poetry and also the data sonification techniques and so on caters for an album that um, hopefully a lot of people will find interest in um, across the world, not not only people that already knew her music or who knew the, the person she was. Um, and so this, I think, um, is probably one way for her message to um, to be heard um, in many, many countries. Her older daughter, Baylasan, um, might also be following in her footsteps. She um, also has a, a very strong and, um, character in terms of, of standing up uh, to injustice. And she's been carrying also the message of her mother. And these last couple of weeks, she's been very much involved with the um, uh, and the CD release events also happening in Oslo and also in Jerusalem and Ramallah. Um, and I think she has a number of ideas of projects that she might want to do to ensure and, and be sure that her mother's name is going to continue to be um, up out there in the in the media and in culture and that people continue to listen to her songs and to hear about her story. So the continuum of, of women to of, of, of carrying the tradition exactly. forward. Yes. Yeah. I think it's important that, um, as you said, there is um, a mother-to-daughter relationship from uh, Reem's mother, who is this um, amazing uh, poet, uh, Zuhaira Saber, um, Reem herself, and Reem's older daughter, Bayla San, who has a number of plans, I think, to make sure that um, Reem Benna's name stays um, up high in this field of, of, of music and culture and resistance and that uh, people continue to listen to her music and um, maybe um, be aware of who she was and what she stood for. We heard a little while back there a recording of the great Palestinian poet Mahmoud Dawish that was taken from Le Trio Jobran's album Alom de Motz. Rimbana live in Palestine also with Yasseti and now another poet Rafif Siada from her album We Teach Life. This is not a poem. This is not a poem, this is not a poem, this is a story that wrote itself some time ago because in our shock we forgot the details as we tend to forget the details. He held onto the pillow and ran, thinking it was his child. He ran for days, hours, minutes, I don't know. I was too young to tell time. And when he found the pile of us, Sitting like leftover garbage after a festival, he stopped, realized his mistake, slowly realized his mistake, realized the white pillowcase was just a white pillowcase, realized the white pillowcase was just a white pillowcase, but held on to it like breath for days, hours, minutes, I don't know. 
I was too young to tell time. He slept like the pile of us on the street, one arm hugging the pillow, one arm hugging pillow child, the other palm spread open. He lost his mind. They kept whispering behind his back, he lost his mind. This happens in wars, you know, this happens. He lost his mind. They kept saying, and I couldn't speak, didn't speak. But I planted my face in his open palm for days, for hours, for minutes, I don't know. I don't know, I was too young to tell time, and I don't know if he noticed me there. But I wept all I could weep. Until they collected us later Like garbage left over after a carnival They dressed as soldiers, we as refugees With red turned black, dry Running stripes down our bodies like a painting Some crazy artist chucked away Left on the sidewalk unfinished They collected us But some things you can't clean up Some things you just can't clean up For days now, I've wanted to plant my face on his open palm and cry. For days now, I have wanted to plant my face again on his palm and cry. It's been a long time. It's been a very long time since I envied that pillow. It never needed anyone to collect it. that all other citizens have in the world uh, for dignity and uh, to have their own country um, and to um, to live in freedom and be able to travel as they want and uh, lead normal lives which is it doesn't sound like asking for too much just to have the basic uh, human rights but in the case of Palestine it seems like this incredible and senseless uh, endless struggle for basic human rights that has been denied to them um, since 1948. seems sometimes that the world is not, does not care about it and that um, international legal and international laws are just uh, being completely ignored when it, when it comes to Palestine and even attempts um, to have some sort of um, um, sanctions and, and economic sanctions against Israel like what actually helped topple down um, apartheid in, um, in, in South Africa. Um, it's actually exactly the same situation, there's apartheid happening um, in Palestine. 
I think this this is just common sense that people can do. Just uh, be aware that um, the time has come for people to to understand that what what is happening today in Palestine is um, nothing less than apartheid. London artist Block 9 released in April, a collection of work created during a kind of conscious creative retreat in Banksy's Waldorf Hotel in the shadow of the 25-foot-high concrete Israeli separation barrier. This track, coming up, emerging from that series of collaborations, is Samir Jobran and Brian Eno. Following this, we'll hear from Checkpoint 303's Ikrit Files, the track, My Homeland.
I'm going to close this extended mix of La Danza Poetica this month with two more tracks from the Voice of Resistance album. A Rose in the Battlefield, created with scans from Rim's throat, and an incredible poem of defiance, pain and power. Then we'll close with the beautiful poem, Loving You. With thanks to Moshe for taking the time to share with me his insights into the making of this extraordinary album and for the continual inspiration of his work with Checkpoint 303 and very conscious electronic music. There are a number of tribute events and album releases happening as I speak in Europe and the Middle East. I believe there'll be a major event during the Oslo World Festival in October. I'll post links on lapcat.com so that you can buy this album and find out more. Or follow the news on Checkpoint303's Facebook or website. If you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, do please leave some stars. If you're listening to this on Gruvalazastion Radio or on Himaris Greece, do check out some of the other great shows on those stations. Until the next time, bache e bene from Lapcat. It does mean a lot for, for, her, for her family. Um, uh, I think they were a very close family, and um, um, I, I think, um, as, as you probably know, she, she left three kids. Um, so the situation is is, um, is not easy for everybody, but this is a, an important moment where I think the fact that Reem's message continues to fly up high and that people listen to her music and get touched by what she sings about um, and her views, um, I think that is, this is something that's also going to be important for the family to know that through her music, uh, Reem Banner continues to be with us. Um, somehow through her music, she's uh, becoming eternal. Um, and as you just said at the beginning, she, she is basically her art and her music is timeless. Uh, so she's still with us. Ça
Happy.